Uh, we are always delighted to have another addition to the Lori and Julia Book Club. And we are so happy to have New York Times bestselling author Patty Callahan joining us for her latest book, which we loved, Surviving Savannah. Hi, Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, ladies. How are you? So we are good. And we both just loved, loved this book so much. Oh, thank you so much. That means so much to me. It's one thing to talk about the book. It's another to talk about it when you loved it. So oh, thank you, oh thank we you. really did. And and honestly, Julia has been to Savannah. I have I not, love, but oh. your book is going to make people want to go to Savannah very much. Yes. It's, I mean, it's lovely. You read it, you know. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, it's its own character. It has its own personality, It you know. This very mystical and charming and so charming. And and so um, if you're just joining us, Surviving Savannah is the book. I can't tell you how happy I was to read this. And Lori, we just absolutely loved it. So why don't you tell our listeners the setup of the book? Absolutely. Surviving Savannah was inspired by the very true Lost to Time, which is a cat to a historical fiction writer, Lost to Time untold story of a shipwreck of a fancy steamship that blew up off the coast of North Carolina on June 14, 1838. It was carrying the elite of Savannah and Charleston north for the summer. And when I first started researching it, I discovered that a shipwreck hunting crew had found the remains so there's a modern day element in the story also. Mm. This is in so seriously, because you said it took someone like a couple of people mentioned it to you. And then finally, the third time you're like, well, all right, I'll look into it. And literally, was that when they discovered the ship? Isn't that crazy? That's random. Yeah. So there there was a there was a local mariner who kept trying to get me to write about this tragedy. And it never hit me right. And then. Finally, it did. Like, he told me, and I got that thing. You ladies know the thing. You know the chills on the back of your head, Mm -hmm. down your arms. I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to look into this. I look into it, and I discover that while I was bringing up the lost stories of the passengers, somebody else, unbeknownst to me, was bringing up the lost treasure and artifacts. So I melded those two stories together and just took it as a sign that it was, Time for this story. Oh, Patty. So the ship was the, what is it? The Pulaski. 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 Um, And you tell the story, you know, it's the, between uh, Everly, who's the Savannah College of Art and Design history professor, and she's asked to guest curate this exhibit of the recovered artifacts. And then you also tell in alternating chapters from the point of view of this one family, primarily Augusta and Lily in 1838. And that just like those few nights of when the ship exploded and they were at sea and everything. And it was so like, I was just like, oh my gosh. It's a page turner. Yeah, it was it's, really, I was, we were on pins and needles every chapter. Yeah, the, the historical characters and the historical parts of the story are all set at sea. While yes. they're floating, you know, some most of the passengers who survived, only a third survived, they spent five days and five nights floating on a broken piece of the ship. 
mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean, yeah. in the middle of the night, right? And those that those characters, especially Augusta, were based on a very real family. And that family had boarded with the mother, the father, six children, a niece and a sister. And he was one of the owners and stockholders mm. in the ship. It's it's just such a good book, Surviving Savannah. You know, and you also, you know, it's a story about loss. It's a story about working through grief um, and relationships and just how different people express griefs and grief and come through it on the other side after a tragic loss. And you do it both in 1838 and in present day. Mm-hmm. I... I Patty, I have a hard time reading really big, thick books. I'll just be honest. <laughs> I couldn't put your book down. This this was one of the happiest oh. books. And your your publicist did such a good job, Kathleen, reaching out to us because she said, I think you'll like this. And I'm like, oh, love. Oh, thank you. Yes. The, when I first started writing it, like you, I thought, you know, how do I make, you know, all this tragedy hopeful and mm-hmm. full of of you know, uplifting and, you know, who knew 2020 was coming, you know, I'd written it before the pandemic hit. And um, while I was writing it, I knew it was about survival. But like you just said, it ended up being about so much more. And it hit me about three fourths of the way through the book, that it wasn't just about surviving. It was about how do we survive the surviving? Mm -hmm. What do we do after we survive something? You have a classic line in it, and of course, I left my book in my car. Um, but you had a classic <laughs> line about that, about surviving. It's more than just living. It's you know the conversation that she has with the guy that brought up the ship. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Everly has, Maddox. and and just Maddox, Maddox yeah. how they both process their surviving, and how it's just so much more. It's just brilliant. You're a great writer. I'm sorry we've never read you before. We're going to oh, so welcome to Patty World. Well, we're, right. we're thrilled. We're going to. Um, Patty, you know, the other part of your book that um, I think that you also really, in a very moving and, and real way, explored the whole, you know, the history of Savannah and the enslaved people that yes. built Savannah, that made the city what it was. And you have that be part of the story and i think that you know especially with everything that's gone on and there's sometimes people don't realize when we say that there's systemic racism or that it's a 400 year trauma there's sometimes an obliviousness to 100 percent and yeah yeah to that so i i like that you included included that part of the story and gave voice to that it was really important to me that I didn't like gloss over or add to the mythology mm-hmm. of the old South, right? That I didn't put this kind of gossamer and you know, cause you, you visited Savannah, you can mm-hmm. go on the ghost tour, you can go on the antebellum tour, mm-hmm. you can go down to the riverside and it's all beautiful. And it has this amazing mythology and legend and lore. I think, I think one of my lines is, you know, our family is very big on legend and lore and Mm -hmm. history and stories. And yet I wanted, which was part of what I could do in dual timeline is to hold this old and imperfect South 
up against this new and imperfect self and not turn away from the truth in, and what it really was. Mm-hmm. It's part of the story. To gloss that over does, doesn't do any of us any good. Yeah, it, and, and you really, you it really, was really did, it, honored. Was, it was great. It I loved, was, um, I think it was, um, I can't remember if it was Everly's character. Or she's talking and um, she's the, the one character says, you and I both know there's a difference between prejudice and obliviousness, but sometimes it can have the same result. And I was just like, wow. Yes. Yes. And I interviewed this woman when I was working for the book on on the history of Savannah. She worked at a museum and she used this great phrase I keep using, which is, emancipating the past, mm-hmm. like letting it loose from the mythology and the, the kind of glossy thing we do mm-hmm. to make it look pretty. Right, right. How long did it I take you to, to research, research this? I, yes. <laughs> I love when you guys say the same thing at the same time. I know. Um, you guys are adorable. Um, <laughs> it took me years. And the reason was a couple fold reasons, but mainly there's no seminal workout about this ship. There's no one book like the Titanic, right? Mm-hmm. There's no one source I could go to. So it was a gathering of many sources, many interviews, going museum to museum to museum, digging through file boxes at the Georgia Historical Society, trying to find the story and the relatives. And the other reason it took me so long is because research wise, is because so many of the passengers are so interesting. For example, one of the passengers who died was Judge Rochester, whose father founded Rochester, New York, right? And so I kept falling down all these rabbit holes right. of other passengers when I needed to be focusing on the family I followed. Um, so I'd have to rein it back in, and then I'd fall down a rabbit hole and rein it back in. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see that. Could, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, the book is just so good. It's surviving Savannah. We want to know about you. You're co-host of a weekly web show and podcast called friends in fiction. Is, is that a new thing that you guys started doing in the year of the pandemic? Yes. So that was the best thing to come out of the pandemic, except for my October book that I finished. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, Four other New York Times bestselling authors, Mary Kay Andrews, Mary Alice Monroe, Christy Woodson Harvey, and Kristen Harmel and I got together one day on Zoom because all five of our book tours had been canceled last March and said, what are we going to do? And I know you all remember a year ago, Mm. or 13 months ago, it was like, wait a minute, is the whole world going to collapse? Is publishing going to collapse? Is radio going to collapse? What's going to happen? So we got on Facebook Live just for fun, the five of us. Next thing we knew, it was a full-blown Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Facebook show. We've had on everyone from Kristen Hanna to Delia Owens to Sue Monk Kidd to, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And, and so um, we had Jody Picot last week. So it has exploded. It's every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live on the Friends and Fiction page, which is now Almost 40,000 members strong in one year. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're going to check that out. We are. You know what's interesting when you just said all that, Patty, is that so Lori and I have been on the air almost 19 years this June. 
And in the past year, we've wow. we've upped, we've done book reviews the entire time, but the past year we've done like two novels a week. I mean, we're just well because reading has been such a big thing, and then also because we know that authors aren't able to get out there, and people kind of like our book, book club, re- and we try and have as many great authors on like what well what i want to say is two of the members that you have your friends in fiction club with um mary Kay andrews she's coming on in a couple weeks for her new book (laughs) and the book of lost names by um kristen harmel she's coming on fiona davis for the lines fifth avenue was just on yeah i mean we we love the same kind of books she's a dear friend oh she's fantastic look at us we all love the same book. i know and so i'm glad we got to finally meet you um, I know, me too. I'm really excited. Fiona just showed the cover for her new book um, that comes out in January. She's brilliant. It's beautiful. The, the Lions she's brilliant. With, the Lions with the Avenue was our favorite of hers. Yep, I agree. 100% agree. Uh-huh, 100%. That one had something. And then Lisa Wingate. I mean, we've had, we love the same people. We love you. And we're yeah. so glad. The book is Surviving Savannah. This was such a treat for us. Yeah. What was the last great book you read, um, Patty? Oh, well, I'm so excited about Mary Kay's. I'm so excited about Mary Kay's new one, The Newcomer. It's hilarious. It's got a mystery. It's fun. It's, you know. And then I just finished a book that blew me away. It was Matt Haig, The Midnight Library. Oh, I just read that. Yes. Lovely. Didn't you love it? Yes. It's so different. It just, it was so different. I listened to it on audio and it made you think about. I did too. Because we can't help but think about like what would my life be like if I hadn't made that decision or right. that decision or Yeah, it was fascinating. It, I loved it. That's a fun book, you know. Okay, so when you talk to Mary Kay Andrews next, she's on our show May eleventh, would you in the in the book of last names is coming on too. Tell them tell them you talk to us. Give them a thumbs up. <laughs> well, because of our show, we text all day, mm-hmm. every day. Probably like the you do, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's nobody we talk to more than the people we do a show with. So the, I will hang up and I will tell them I, that I please they, do. I can't wait to talk and, to them. And is Reese Witherspoon going to not? This would be such a great miniseries or limited series. I could not agree more. And just like the visuals of Savannah of the past, like lying over, almost like um those those pages that you have that you can see through and you lay mm-hmm. them on top mm-hmm. um, vellum, you know, the old South with the new South and the families and what happened to them. And are they going to live? 